And hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here with you once again on a Thursday night. And uh, we're back to our um, our study on the book of Romans. So well, that's what we're going to be doing tonight. We're going to be in Romans chapter 8. So I hope that you have your King James Bible and that you are turning there right now uh, while we get started with a few announcements. Uh, I've already said hello to just about everybody, but um, Brother Daruna and Brother Gabriel have just checked in. So hello to you brothers out there as well as well as those that are watching. Um, if you're watching here live, go ahead and, and say hello in the live stream. And uh, I'll try to mention your name here on the stream if you, in, if you want me to. Okay. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. All right. So be praying for me tonight. Uh, the sickness of the the winter time frame has made its way through our house. Um, both of my kids are sniffling and so forth and so on. And uh, my wife has been sick for a while. And there's my wife. There she is right there. Uh, might be the first time I've ever been able to listen from the very beginning because of the tired babies. Yeah, they're really sick. So be praying for us tonight. Um, and my voice is just a little tight. And uh, so I might not have the radio broadcast uh, quality that uh, I'm just joking that we're used to around here. Okay. All right. So all the uh, podcast um platforms, the audio versions, uh, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio Podcast, and Podcast.com. Uh, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. You type that all in there and you'll find it. And then uh, also Let This Mind Be In You Ministries on Facebook if you do Facebook. I know a lot of people don't. Some do. And so if you're interested in that, also the videos will migrate over there as well. So you can check that out and leave a comment if you'd like. Also, if you want to contact me, ltmbiy at yahoo.com, ltmbiy at yahoo.com, and you can hit me up on an email. I see uh, Brother Jake, Last Days Maze, Brother Jake um, is checking in. I saw you guys' video, uh, you and Brother Tim did, Brother Jake, and uh, I enjoyed that very much. Brother Daruna is uh, the the uh, giving some advice here about apple cider vinegar or cut up onions, put honey or sugar. Yeah, I did some honey and some um, uh, emergency, that uh, orange, really highly concentrated vitamin C. I've been doing that every morning. Uh, so I've been doing that. But the apple cider vinegar just makes me cringe just thinking about it because I have done that before and onions don't agree with me brother at all so uh sister Lizzie is here hello sister Lizzie and uh, yep so let's go ahead and get started now that we've done all that uh said a word of prayer before we got started here so I pray that you guys have been praying uh for this this ministry as I've been mentioning we have um a domain name I guess uh let this mind be in you dot org and uh, I'm looking to see in the future what that's going to turn into, um, whether or not that's an own streaming platform, so forth and so on. So just be praying about that because obviously all that stuff costs money. So Brother Vato is here as well. Use garlic, Brother Druna says. I could do that. Make sure I brush my teeth really well before I go to bed. Or Right, honey? <laughs> she... <laughs> We're talking about garlic. As an Italian, Brother Druna, I uh, definitely love my garlic, so no problems there. Okay. <laughs> so we got the my wife talking in the background. 
cinnamon tea. We got a lot of uh, remedies going on here, so these are good. I'm going to have to uh, look at all these different ones. So I appreciate it, brothers and sisters out there. Man, even recipes, garlic pesto. That sounds really good. All right, <laughs> let's give it to the Word of God tonight. And uh, I really appreciate you joining me here on a Thursday night. I see we got about 10 people watching right now. More could come in later, so we'll just go ahead and get started. So um, as a way of kind of a, I don't know, if we're going to do like a complete review, but chapter what chapter 7 was about, go back and watch that last video because it starts out because of these reasons, chapter 8, because remember these are letters, and so with that being said, he's continuing this thought here. There is therefore, and uh, the old joke that my dad likes to use, you got to see what it's there for, so go back to chapter 7 and read in context here. There is therefore now no condemnation, condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So that starts out really hitting you right there. Okay? Thank God for that. Praise God. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? If you're in Christ Jesus, you have no condemnation. Those sins were paid for, taken care of at the cross. Amen and amen. Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen and amen about that as well. If you would, uh, I just want to kind of bring something up here. 1 John chapter 3, if you'd turn over there real quick. 1 John chapter 3. And I, I love these verses right here because we're talking about how we're free now from the law of sin and death. And because of this, verse 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But when we know that, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in himself, or in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for this, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested, take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. We know that this is the spiritual side of the house, you know, because we just read in chapter 7 how in our flesh there still is that struggle. But in God's eyes, we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, as it says in verse 2, or in verse 1, that's been taken care of. Just as if you've never sinned because of his sacrifice, his righteousness. Amen and amen. Verse 3, for uh, back in Romans chapter 8. For what the law could not do, amen. Jesus is better. Remember the whole theme of Hebrews, Jesus is better, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. So again, that's Philippians 2 and verse 5, where we get the name for this uh, ministry and channel, Ephesians, Philippians, chapter 2, if you go over there real quick. Verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, 
but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That's the way of escape. That is for us, it's for everyone, because of his righteousness. For sin. Verse number four, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Again, the same themes that you see in 1 John, quite a bit of them are happening right now here in Romans. So you can uh, cross-reference with that in 1 John, especially chapter 3. But let's read down through verse 8 here. We just read chapter uh, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Remember, they're free from righteousness. Uh, I believe that was in chapter 6 we saw that. So then they that are in the flesh cannot, cannot please God. Okay, so as you look down through here, this reminds me of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the natural man. And so let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 to see this, um, the similarities here. The cross-reference here, scripture with scripture, but 1 Corinthians chapter 2, what does this mean, the mind? And uh, let's start in verse 9 here, but it is written, as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. Notice that. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. That's important when you read your Bible. Ask yourself, who's it written to? Why? Context, context, context. Compare spiritual things with spiritual. Let the Holy Ghost teach. But the natural man, Receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct them? But we have the mind of Christ. When you stand, I think of the accuser that accuses us daily stands before and tries to accuse us, but we have a intercessor that stands there and says he's forgiven. So if the prince and power of the air can try to accuse you, no man on this earth can try to do that. No man can pluck you out of his hand. We are sealed until the day of redemption. But think about the natural man. The natural man has no knowledge of any of this. It's impossible. 
So then, verse 8 of chapter 8, back in Romans, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9, notice this now. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. There's not two different spirits. There's not two different Holy Spirits. There's one Holy Spirit, okay? The Spirit of God is the Spirit of Christ. All right? Now, we know we have the Spirit in us. Verse 10 says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, when I'm looking at this, seems to me, seems to me that uh, Christ is in you. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, The Father is in us all, and that the Spirit that dwelleth in you is in verse 11. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Brother Tim and Brother Jake brought this out again in one of their, in their podcast just today. All three. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, raised Jesus from the dead. All the fullness of the Godhead. Okay? There's not three separate beings there, or else there's, some, there's a contradiction. Which one did it? You know? No. All the Godhead. The Godhead raised him from the dead. You have to take that by faith. For uh, I've been seeing a lot of comments being made about how well, you know, that, that's a form of modalism or that's uh, some sort of oneness Pentecostal and all these civilianism, all these different things. I don't know what any of those terms mean. I don't. I just go to what the Bible says. Okay? I'm a biblicist. I'm a Bible-believing Christian. I don't take my cues from any man, no matter what weird name they go by. I go by the Word of God. And this is what the Spirit is teaching here. Christ be in you, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Now, verse 12, therefore, there it is again. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. He said all this to say what he's about ready to say right here. Therefore, we're debtors. What does that mean, Brother D'Angelo? What that means is that we owe a huge, huge, huge debt. God, in the flesh, died for you, rose after three days and three nights in the grave. We owe all. To say that we don't owe in this life now is crazy because the Bible just says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors. Can't work for your salvation. After you get saved, though, we're debtors. We're indentured servants now. We are servants to the king. We're also, as we'll see here in a little while, joint heirs. It's an incredible thing. It's an incredible thing to see who we are now. It doth not yet appear. <laughs> we don't know this fully. We can't even comprehend this fully till he appears, as we just read in First John 3. And we see him as he is. 
all the questions, all the different things that we kind of go back and forth on. And, well, I, I don't know about this. I don't know why you stand on this. And uh, this, that, and the other thing, he's going to clear all that up. But while we're in this life, we're not to live after the flesh. As it says there, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Verse 13. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, I did that uh, video not that long ago talking about where this term Abba Father is found three times in the Bible. Three different times, three different times Abba Father is used. The first time is in Mark 14 and verse 36 as Jesus prays. Mark 14 and chapter 14 and verse 36. Now let's start in verse... Uh, 34, and he and said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. Verse 35, And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not will what I will, but what thou wilt. Of course, we just read in Romans 8, Abba, Father. But notice this in Galatians 4, 6. Now that because of in Christ, we are the sons of God, we have the same access now as we saw in Hebrews. So now in Romans, it even gives even more punch to it, more of a, a punch where it says, where it says in Galatians chapter 4, Romans 8, the spirit of adoption, what an awesome thing, where we can cry, Abba, Father. But in Galatians chapter 4, in verse 6, the Bible here says, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his sons, excuse me, the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. The reason why we can even cry, Abba, Father, is because the Spirit is in us. The Spirit that dwelleth in us, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. That is what enables us to say, Abba, Father. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit, because he was like, made in the likeness of man, body, soul, and spirit, the Godhead, the mind of Christ, says, Abba, Father. I see you, Brother Vato. You're in there. So that is what we have now, the ability they even cry. We have that access now through the veil that was his flesh, 
because it was torn for us. Now we have the ability. And there's something special about that. I think about the term adoption and what that means. Uh, Just what that means to us. And how can we say that we can just live in the flesh now? How can we live there knowing what we owe now? We're about to find out we owe a lot, and look how much more we're about ready to get. See that in, back in uh, Romans 8 and verse 15. I want to read it one more time. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our little s spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Now, I'm going to read down to verse 22, and then um, we've been asking some questions about the millennial reign and different things like that. I'm just going to bring up something real quick. I don't want to talk about it for the the majority of the time unless somebody wants to wants to later on during the question and answer time I'm more than willing but if you would let's read down uh from we just read verse 17 let's read down to verse 22 for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us boy isn't that the truth what is this life anyways but a vapor it's just, and it's not even worthy to be compared to the glory we're going to receive. Wow. Which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Now, if you would, turn over to the book of Revelation. Uh, Turn over to Revelation chapter 21. And I want you to see where this new creation is. Also, I want you to kind of notice some things. As we read down through here, that this whole creation groans for this moment. Originally, at the beginning, all things were made, and he said, and he saw that it was good, perfect. God created everything perfect. He's going to do that again. Verse uh, 1 of chapter 21 says, And I saw a new heaven, notice that, and a new earth. For the first heaven, this is not speaking of what we think about the third heaven, and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Hmm. Interesting. Remember before the flood, they didn't have these large oceans and everything like that. That's all from God's destruction by the flood. There was no more sea, though. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. 
and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Now, as you read down through here, verse 5, and he sat upon the and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. And then you can read down further, and we can get into that at some at some other time. But if you read about this new Jerusalem, uh, the question has been asked, uh, you know, where, where do we reign, rule and reign with Christ for all eternity? This is in the new Jerusalem. Keep reading down through here further, and you'll see the, the answers to some of our questions that we've been going back in my mind, okay? As I've studied through this, um, this is really... Uh, this is really important for us to kind of understand. I'm a dispensational Bible-believing person, okay? If that's the case, we can't be dispensational sometimes and then sometimes not. The millennial reign, seems like to me, is promised to the nation of Israel. This new earth, if you notice, if you keep reading through uh, Revelation 21 and 22, there's people living on the earth that come in to New Jerusalem every day. They can come in through the 12 gates, and they're made of pearls and so forth and so on and so on. But it talks about us ruling and reigning there with Christ. And then the people that are on the earth are coming in. They've been promised a possession of the kingdom of heaven, which we know is earthly, forever and ever. That's a promise that's been made. And that is why... When it says joint heirs with Christ, that's where we will rule and reign with Christ for all of eternity, is in New Jerusalem. The Jewish people, the Old Testament saints, and the time of Jacob trouble saints, I believe, will be given that thousand-year reign of Christ. And then it says the kingdom of heaven, there's no end to it. He makes a new earth, and they rule and reign there for all of eternity. You can see that there... uh, talks about the new Jerusalem that lights the earth. Uh, There's no more temple. There's a river that flows out of the throne, uh, so forth and so on, and people come in and out. Verse 24 of Revelation chapter 21 says, And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, speaking of the new Jerusalem, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. So I believe that's where we rule and reign with Christ. I do believe that, you know, when Paul says we will, if we suffer right here, we're joint heirs. I do believe that there's going to be rewards and different things like that in the new Jerusalem, but the earthly thousand year reign, the millennial reign of Christ is with the nation of Israel. And so there'll be Gentiles that get quote unquote, saints in both the Old Testament and in that time of Jacob's trouble. Uh, dispensationally speaking, they're, it's very, it's similar. It's very similar of what's going on during that time, also in the thousand-year reign. But there is a court of the Gentiles in that, in that tabernacle because they're proselyte Gentiles. They are no longer Gentiles by name. They are now proselyte Jews. 
Okay. So anyways, that's a long discussion, but I just wanted to bring that up because it's talking about it here in Romans eight. Okay. I don't want to get parked there. We can talk about that at some other time. And I really want to get together with a lot of brothers that are on here. Uh, we've been talking. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about that and I want to get together maybe on a private Skype message and stuff like that at some point in time and talk about it. So, um, because again, it's not something that, that we need to like seriously like, Oh man, we need to really strive against each other for this. But it's something that I believe if we're dispensational, we need to be dispensational. And I believe the Bible is. And, uh, so knowing the difference between the different time frames and who things are written to. All right. That was just a little side note. Now back to Romans chapter 8. All right. Uh, verse 23, I think, is where we left off in verse 22. Okay, so verse 23, and not only they, speaking of the creation, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, which you know is resurrection, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen and not, excuse me, that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? That's why there's no faith in the millennial reign, because he's sitting right there in Jerusalem, and he rules with a rod of iron. Um, verse 25, but if if we hope for what or for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I love that because sometimes when you don't know how to pray, uh, just for example, somebody says, hey, can you pray for me? And you're thinking to yourself, like, well, I don't even know how to pray for that. Just go to the Lord in prayer. Let the Spirit, He will, <laughs> that's just so amazing to think about. The Spirit will make that intercession for us. It's incredible. Verse 27, He that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's also important because when we read, what is that in Second uh, John? Let me turn over there real quick. We just talked about it as a church body in our last study. Mm. Where does it says uh, ask anything? I forget where that's at. But anyways, the the point is is that you know if we ask anything, it's according to the will of God. He won't, you know, he's gonna he's gonna do it. He's faithful to do those things. So because it's through His will. If we're praying for a million dollars or whatever like that, just that's praying in vain, and it's it's really not the proper way to pray. And then it's all about uh, you're kind of like I equate it to the Pharisees' prayer, you know, James. Yeah, it might be there, yeah. All right, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Man, that's a misquoted verse a lot of times. And 
I don't know if I want to get into verse 30. You know what? Let's go ahead and, and, and go through this. Um, unless there's confusion on it, we will we'll kind of just hit the surface of it. Verse 30 says, Moreover, whom he did predestinate. Now, that's a loaded word that the uh, Calvinists try to use. Um, but keep reading. Them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say to these things, if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him us up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Now, again... When people are talking about, uh, when when people are talking about this predestinated and all this other kind of stuff, look what it says: predestinate to be. Okay, he also did predestinate what to be conformed into the image of his son. What does Paul say that one day our whole body, soul, and spirit will be redeemed? To wit, waiting on the adoption, redemption of our body. We're waiting. We still have this corruptible flesh. That's all it's talking about. Okay? People try to take these things and try to confuse people with them and, you know, five-point Calvinist and three-point Calvinist and all this kind of of stuff. That's not what we're talking about tonight, but please don't be uh, confused with all that stuff. Okay? He predestinated us. He did the work. Now that we freely, because of our own free will, have come in a broken state... And called upon the name of the Lord, okay, now he has predestinated us that one day, because of that, because of the redemption that's in his son, we're going to be conformed into the image of his son. Perfect body, soul, and spirit. That's the quickest way I know how to just destroy Calvinistic teaching, okay? Simply read the verse. And there's other ones, but again, I'm not going to get too bogged down with that. If you have any questions about uh, Calvinistic type stuff or whatever, please email me uh, at ltmbiy, and I'll I'll talk to you. Okay, but for this purpose here, uh, like I said, we stay right below the surface. All right, all right. Verse 33: Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Again, what man can make an accusation or say anything? The devil tries to. It doesn't matter. It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Things we've already talked about. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. How are we conquerors? Through him. It's not anything that we have done. That's in Titus. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, 
nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are not lordship salvationists because that requires us doing all this stuff to clean up our life and then coming and making him the Lord of our life. And then he can be like, yeah, clean this other stuff up before you can come to me. We're not lordship salvationists. I've seen this in comments and people talking about this clearly do not know what the word lordship salvation truly means. Not a lordship salvationist. I'm not a Calvinist. I'm not any of those things. I'm a biblicist. I go to the Bible. It's because of his righteousness. We are justified. God justifies us. We have a free will, though. He's given you the choice. He has done the work. He's done it all. All you have to do is come to the end of yourself and understand what your place is in the eyes of God. You are in a lot of tr- tr- trouble. You've been judged guilty already. He's made a way of escape. You stand before the judge right now. If you're watching this and you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are standing judged guilty already. You're just waiting on the sentence to be meted out, which is an eternity separated from God in a burning place called hell, and then eventually the lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever without end. Or now in this dispensation, in this age, in this church age, he's given you the opportunity to be joint heirs with Christ and rule and reign forever in Christ Jesus in that new Jerusalem why would you want to why would you want it any other way come to the end of yourself give up that pride of life that stuff that will condemn you to a Christless hell for all of eternity when he's paid the price he's done the work his blood is sufficient for everyone so, with that, Romans chapter 8 comes to an end. Next time, Romans chapter 9, it gets into 9, 10, and 11. And I know there's going to be some fireworks, especially if uh, people are watching and, uh, you know, want to make sure that they make their comments. I will say this. Uh, there's some comments being made about uh, the sniper rifle. Well, that's just the little... Anyways, that's just the moderators. Okay, if you're a moderator, I just want to bring this up. If you're a moderator on this channel, I trust you that if anybody's using profanity and different things like that, please nip it in the bud quickly. If somebody, though, is ask a legitimate question, I'll leave this up to you. If they ask a legitimate question, please don't, don't erase it, okay? A legitimate question. Now, if they're just trying to cause... Uh, division for division's sake or whatever, and I'll leave that up to you. Please pray before those, especially Romans 10, okay? But next week, Romans chapter 9 will be in there. All right. All right, so, yes, John 14, uh, ask anything, uh, verses 12 through 14, yeah. Ask anything, Romans 14. And whosoever shall ye shall and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
if he asks anything in my name, I will do it. You know, people take that and misquote it and like, well, don't see that. You know, I just ask it in Jesus' name. The name it, claim it, people, you know. God's got a God's got a vision for you. He's got a promise for you. Boy, how popular would this channel be if that's what I did? But um, I will tell you, I just saw on the uh, on the news or somewhere talking about these uh, a little girl uh, tragically died. I think she was like two years old, had a disease or something out in California, died, and they tried to bring her back to life. Oh my goodness! Ooh, yeah. So all the charismatic type stuff and trying to like, you know, trying to do signs and wonders that aren't meant for this time period. So anyways, okay, let's go back through here. Yeah. In order to be saved, we must believe he is Lord and he is Christ, the son of the living God. Yeah. You got to believe who he said he was. He said, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. And everybody said, okay, you know, this guy's a little off his rocker. No, they knew exactly who he was talking about. They knew exactly who Jesus was claiming to be when he said, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. You don't want to know how I know? They immediately took up stones to stone him. The only capital offense of blasphemy that they could just, without judge, or just heard it, there was two or three people there out of the the witness of two or three people here in blasphemy, they could take up stones and kill him. But they couldn't because his time wasn't yet come because he was destined for the cross as we know now. But, uh, yeah. All right. All right. I hope that made sense what I was talking about. Uh, we got a little bit of time here at the end to do some question and answer. Um, I know... Brother Tim, I'd, I'd like to get together if you're still on here. I know you're uh, you're watching with Brother Jake and Sister Elizabeth. Which, by the way, how awesome is that? You got to be with uh, Brother Jake there, or he came, I guess, to see you guys. How neat is that? You guys got to see each other face to face. Pretty cool. Enjoy, brothers. But um, yeah, you know, I'd like to get together and you know have like some sort of a a Skype conference, so to speak, you know, with uh, three or four brothers who have studied it out and uh, talk about the, the millennial reign. Um, because uh, I just I just view it as, uh, while those verses are in there talking about ruling and reigning, they don't have any sort of time period on it. And I just think that the millennial reign does. It has a thousand year and on this earth, and then you'll make a new earth, and then we see the... Uh, see there's still people habitating the earth you know they're in glorified bodies and everything like that there's the new jerusalem that lights the entire world so it's not resting on this earth and uh it's just really interesting to to read out all this stuff the millennial reign going into eternity is pretty cool fellowship in person is amazing yes sister elizabeth it is and uh i'm still praying for you guys that you'll find a couple people there locally um, to get together um, as a local church body, get together with people because in person, it's amazing. It's it's totally different. I love what we do here online, but that in no way takes uh, personal fellowship together. Um, it's nowhere close to that. Okay, so everybody that's on here, if you don't have a little, and look, 
I understand the the don't go to some place just because they call themselves a church. All right, um, we're gonna be coming out with some things to uh, talk about about what you should be looking for uh, if you're finding a local body of believers to get with. And uh, there's gonna be five questions: who, what, when, where, why. Talking about the local church because uh, it's ordained. It's God set it up to be this way in His Word of God, and so. There's some things uh, in the Word of God. Some I heard a brother say that he just, he just, man, I would rather it not say that, but it does. So, get together with local uh, people. Um, try to find, if you can, okay. Don't compromise God's Word to do it. Do such, but uh, we'll be coming out with that pretty soon here. And uh, so, anyways, any questions out there tonight? Uh, this was. I know I went through that last bit of Romans eight because that's when the you know the the Calvinists come out and they want to talk about how it's just for that predestined elect and all these different kinds of terms. They just don't read plain English, okay. And on my live stream here, uh, I have some Spanish and Espanol going on. All right, there's only one thing that I've never been able to figure out about salvation. This is uh, Romans 14, 12, formerly known as Vato. There's only one thing that I've never been able to figure out about salvation. When you get saved, what happens to your own spirit that God created to be a part of you? Yep. Um, it says, uh, that's in 1 Corinthians 2, but also in Ephesians. Okay. Okay, uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22, that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is the corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness. So you've got to remember in your own mind. I equate our spirit with our mind, okay? Our little s spirit with our mind, uh, brother. And it becomes alive again, as Brother Druna just said. We now have the ability in our own little s spirit to have the knowledge of these things. First Corinthians chapter two says that now because we have the mind of Christ, which is the big s spirit, it enables our spirit to have that ability. That's why we always have to reckon at the remember me and brother James talked about in Romans six. Remember, put on the helmet, take the helmet of salvation, the remembering who you are. Once you remember who you are, you can be like, oh, I can overcome these things because the Spirit has given us the ability to understand that. We have been quickened, been renewed. Once once was dead, the natural man couldn't even comprehend these things, now has been made alive. And uh, that's what I equate it to. So I hope that helps you out there, Brother Vato. Um, Brother Omar, question. Is Texas God's country? Laugh out loud. I've never lived there. I was stationed there for three months in some schooling. Wichita Falls, Texas. And it was super hot. I think it was like in hundreds, like just about every day. Ugh, it was, ugh. So God's country, uh, none, none of this is, uh, this is a fallen world right now. One day, whatever that land mass is, won't be known as Texas anymore, and then it will be God's country in the thousand-year reign and into eternity when he makes a new earth 
So I don't know if Texas is going to be around then, but good question, Brother Wilmar. <laughs> Those Texans, boy, they love their state. All right, the Bible Belt is no more. It's just a new version belt. Well, that's true. Uh, different denomination on every corner. Praying that we find a couple people out here locally. I am too, sister. Praying for you. The black, oh boy, Brother Gabriel. The black Hebrew Israelites use the same tactic that Calvinists use, except they apply it to different nationalities of people and make God seem like a racist who have favoritism. Yeah. There's no, there's neither Jew, Gentile, bond, free, male, female. In the eyes of God, we are now one in Christ Jesus. There will be those different separations as far as the Jew and the Gentile again. But, yeah, that's just interesting. Yeah, those black Hebrew Israelites and stuff like that. Boy, I think that was in uh, Jersey City that, my goodness, they did all those things. Brother Vato says, thanks, Brother Michael. I knew that, but a reminder doesn't hurt. It's always good to remind it. Reckon. Remember who you are. Yep. I have no idea, Brother Vato, what the Chupacabra belt is. <laughs> You're silly, man. <laughs> you, you come up with some, like, the, uh, what is it, the smoking beer and drinking weed or something like that? It cracks me up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so everybody's having a good time here as we're getting uh, down to 10 p.m., close to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we had Brother Sam on here. I don't know if you're still here, brother. I hope you are. Uh, all the way from Australia, which is it 10 o'clock in the morning there? You're getting close to 10 o'clock in the morning, or is that even further than that? I just can't think about it. I know when I was in Guam, I used to be, it was like 8 or 10 hours ahead of where my wife was in, in Mississippi at the time. It might have been 12 hours in Guam, and that's pretty far out there. All right. Really interesting to see everybody on here. Uh, Brother Tim says, I think Jake is going to win this chess game. You guys are playing chess. I'd like to play chess with you guys sometime. It's been a while. It's 1.52 p.m. in Australia right now. Hmm. Interesting. So using my military uh, time here, it's almost 2,200 hours. So being 10 or 13.52, so they're a good 14, 16, 16 hours or so ahead. Goodness. So they're way over there. I almost said something that I was going to regret. They're just in a different time zone, okay? I don't want to get into that. Anyways, all right. Well, I don't really, I'm really interested in see who wins this game of chess between Tim and Brother Jake. Uh, Brother Tim and Brother Jake are playing chess while they were listening in. So I'm really interested who's going to win. Let me uh, stroll back up through here. Uh, Brother Swope, are you still here? If you're still here, Brother Ryan, um, 
I just about finished those th- those different things you sent me. The technique catastrophe. I just want to make a a uh, kind of a plug for that. So brother Ryan sent me this uh, this uh, PDF here called the technique catastrophe, and it was excellent. Um, I haven't finished it completely yet, brother, but uh, it it's excellent. A lot of things that I've been you know thinking about and, and, and reading about in God's word for, for many years, um, was brought up, uh, by this, this gentleman here. Okay. Brother Jake says we're about even on the, hmm. Well, you guys have been playing for almost an hour or, or, or more. So, Now let me get some coffee here, and we'll start wrapping this up if somebody doesn't have any. Oh, here we go. Okay. Brother Ryan here says, I made a six-month daily Bible reading schedule that includes five Ps a day. You can do them in two different ways. It would get you through the Psalms in a month. Also includes Proverbs, John, Revelation, Acts, and Hebrews. Hmm. That's interesting. Always go to the Word of God. You know, I uh, I went through, you know, those different Bible reading programs and, uh, you know, getting through the Bible in a year, get through it in six months and so forth and so on, going through there. And uh, I, I'm nothing wrong with that. We, we should do that. But what it taught me was is that, there was so many times where I was just, I felt like it was more like I was trying to rush through just to get things done. But when I come to more of a, the practical study side of the house, it, it, it seemed to be like, well, this is a few years back, but I'd be like, well, I've already read my Bible. No, you still need to read and study, not just the reading of, of soaking up that knowledge and or seeing the words of God, which is beautiful. You should do that, but also to study it. So make sure that doesn't replace that. And I know it won't for you, brother. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh oh. Well, I feel like we're uh, doing a play by play. Brother Jake says Tim is in check. Bum bum bum. Danger, che- uh, brother Tim. What you gonna do? All right. Uh, but, but all the other now that now the comments are coming in here. Mm-hmm. All right, brother Vato says he's got to go. Low battery. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. There, uh, Romans fourteen twelve now, known as. So, I really enjoyed it tonight, um, brother Tim. Um, once you. Are done with your your uh, your chess. If you wouldn't mind skyping me, if you got time, um, Skype me tonight. If you wouldn't mind. Also, I don't know if Brother JT is back on here, but uh, he said he had a good trip uh, down to I believe Tennessee. Went down there to see some uh, family. So we praise God for uh, traveling. Mercy's there for Brother JT as he traveled uh, on quite a ways on the road. So thankful for that, my young brother. 
Now, Sister Elizabeth, are the boys behaving? They're not getting too competitive on that chess, are they? <laughs> There's always a lag in these things, so. But anyways, uh, boy, we're right there almost at an hour. I'm just interested. I really seriously am just interested in who wins this game of chess now. So, <laughs> yeah, they're they're behaving, I guess, or not at all is what the comment is. So, <laughs> all right, they're not getting competitive. I I would I would say it's all in uh, good fellowship and fun. All right, so Romans chapter nine will be in Romans nine next time, and. Uh, Let's see, Romans 9, 10, 11, we'll probably have a few people chime in if they're, if they're watching, and um, we'll be all the way to chapter 16, and we'll be done, so here in the next couple, like month or so, we should be wrapping up the, the book of Romans, if uh, God allows. Also, we're about ready to hit, uh, we're about ready to hit the new year, so we'll see what the, uh, the new year has in store as far as the new policies on uh on uh on youtube whether or not we're still around but uh, be praying about that um i don't ever bring this up because i don't know i just feel uncomfortable doing it but um i i just want to say thank you to a brother that did donate um uh there was a brother that did donate uh some money there on the um you know what is that I can't even think of what the name of the thing is. I, I hardly ever mention it, but uh, the PayPal or whatever it is. So um, I, I really do appreciate that. Every single bit of that money is going into what I'm praying for is that God would show me some direction in my this own channel and how that's going to look. And um, I'm not really concerned with um, losing this channel, so to speak. But what I'd like to do is provide a platform for other Bible believers to, uh, live stream to potentially, and, uh, uh, some sort of storage like cloud storage for a lot of different videos. I don't think that's going to be, uh, cheap to do, but, uh, God will provide if, if that's where he's willing for me to go. And, um, uh, I would love for those that have a little bit more experience in this to maybe, uh, give me some ideas of what they think about that. Um, uh, as far as from a practical standpoint, I'd love to uh, talk to somebody that's got like a lot of videos like Brother Brian as to exactly what that would entail and exactly how much uh, storage I would need and how that would all look. But uh, it's up for God. Uh, but be praying about that, okay? Whatever this is, this isn't for forever. Um, YouTube can go down. It could be going to some other different thing. But I, what I'd really love is you know, to have like-minded brothers, um, teaching there on a, uh, on a channel, um, an actual website. So, but, uh, be praying about that, please. So if you do have a, um, uh, you know, prayer list or something, things that you write down, uh, please, if you would, uh, remember about that. And, um, uh, and I wanted to mention the uh, the PayPal thing because somebody has just donated. I think it's like the second or third person that has. And I just, I really appreciate that. I don't ever bring it up. So God obviously laid it on their heart to, to help out. And every bit of that is going to go, um, to, um, 
this ministry here and whatever God would have for that. Okay. Independent Baptist Media. Hmm. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know about that, Brother Swope. I'll look into it, but uh, see what they, maybe they'll be able to help out at least. We'll see. Okay. All right, brothers and sisters, it's uh, 10 o'clock, a little bit past 10 o'clock. We've been on here for an hour. I really appreciate those 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever many people that joined tonight. And um, go back and watch all these. And then also just remember all the other um, platforms as far as uh, the podcast and different things like that. And uh, just be praying about all these things, brothers and sisters. Time is short. Um, just be out there proclaiming God's word. We're to be sowers of the seed. That's it. Okay. We're not responsible for everything else. God is in control of that. All right. And so with that, I will say good night and uh, God bless you. Be ambassadors. Walk worthy. Remember, reckon in your mind that new renewed mind by the Holy Spirit who you are now in Christ Jesus and give praise for that. And just remember that in your daily walk, walk in the spirit because that's the only way we even have a chance to walk worthy. And uh, so just remember that. Okay. Love you in the Lord. Thank you for watching. Please tell all your friends, uh, the few people that uh, are in your circle, if they haven't liked and subscribed to the channel yet, please have them do such. And uh, that way we can, get the word out, help share these, these videos, um, get it out there. Um, however you see fit. So love you in the Lord. God bless you. And we'll see you next week, probably next Friday. Okay. It's going to be on a Friday night next week. We'll be back in Romans chapter nine. Thank you. And thank you for joining me on let this mind be in you brother, Michael D'Angelo here saying goodbye and God bless. I'll see you next time.